Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about a movie that wasn't even really on my radar, but then I just happened to remember that it was out since it doesn't seem like Apple is doing any promotion for it, and that is Finch, starring Tom Hanks, a dog, and a robot. And I really like this movie, and I'm really happy to be talking about it with Tim from On Second Watch Podcast, his first time here on the show. We had a great time talking, lots of good puzzle pieces, so we will get into that in a second. Before we do, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods. And we do appreciate your five-star ratings. Uh, you know, supposedly they don't actually help anything, but we still like to see them. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at PiecingPod. I've also been a little more active on Instagram lately, also at PiecingPod. So uh, do that too. And don't forget, we also have the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group where I post all the new episodes, and we talk about them. Lots of great movie conversations going on in that group, so check out that group. Join us in there. It's a lot of fun, so uh, you should join. We also have the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where we post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, also awesome movie year from my music career, all kinds of great stuff over there, so check it out. It is patreon.com slash Rosen. And one more thing before we get into the conversation, I do want to mention we had a little uh, technical glitch during the recording, so there might be a part or two that glitches. So other than that, though, the rest of the episode should sound fine. So let's get into the conversation about Finch. All right, so we are going to talk about Finch, and today joining me for the first time, we've got Tim from On Second Watch Podcast. Tim, how's it going, man? Fantastic, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to talking about this movie. It's a little different from anything we've talked about on Piecing It Together before. And, you know, Tom Hanks is like such a huge person in the world of film. And yeah, I don't know that we've covered anything of his in like these four years I've been doing this show. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to talking about it. But before we get into Finch, though, it is your first time on the show. Uh, why don't you tell my listeners a little about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a podcast, uh, and I say we, we're a, a six-person show, <laughs> and it's a bit unruly, but we're all childhood friends. We just love talking about movies, and specifically around our nostalgia. So mm. you'll see most of the movies that we cover 
are things that we grew up with as kids or maybe as teenagers. And we reflect on kind of our nostalgia for the film first and kind of rate it on what we think the movie's going to be. Mm. And then we rewatch it together and then come back and talk about what we noticed, what are differences, what are things that we liked, and then re-rate it and try to compare what our nostalgia was compared to rewatching it as uh, quote-unquote adult, mature sure. adults. <laughs> yeah, that definitely does uh, change things, going back to some of these movies. Uh, sometimes you watch these things and you're like, I love this movie so much. And this time around, it's just like, what in the world was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a dangerous thing to, to uh, go back to your old films that were your favorites as kids. And then, you know, you have all oh, these, yeah. these fault, these feelings about them. And then they just, uh, you just walk away feeling sad. Yeah, pretty much. Most things do that. I, I've <laughs> right. found lately. Um, but yeah, right. I I saw that. I haven't gotten a chance to listen yet, but I saw you just did an episode on top five '80s movies with robots, and uh, I I have it queued up to listen to. I know it was an audience poll that made you uh, initially pick that that topic, but did you get around to doing it because of Finch? Was that like on the mind? You know, it was it was actually something we started earlier this year. Um, mm-hmm. We wanted to try to shake it up a little bit, and we we each came up with our own category of mm-hmm. what films to look at next. And eighties robot movies won um, okay. by a landslide. <laughs> and so, with this this episode is actually one where each of us came into the recording with a movie in mind that fit that category, mm-hmm. and then we added it to our wheel of death basically and spun it and randomize sure. whichever movie we're going to pick to review next. So it's kind of a, a teaser for our episode that's coming out next week. Sweet. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that after getting into this, that's going to be a, a fun one for sure. Uh, so this movie Finch, was this like a, a movie you had been looking forward to? I know it was like, it's weird with the Apple TV plus, like they seem to not put any, money into promoting this movie they put plenty into the making of it it seems like it's like a a, you know a well-budgeted film but they just kind of just plopped it on their service and that's that exactly yeah i it was something i heard about i'm like oh wow that sounds like it'd be interesting and then i forgot about it yeah and and then it launched and my wife and i were just scrolling through trying to find something to watch We're like oh i forgot about this film and hey tom hanks is cool let's just check it out and uh surprisingly it was um i think it's a sleeper it's got some moments to it that are really Fun Tom Hanks just being Tom Hanks. It's got a great yep. dog and a great robot. Yep. So it's a, it's an entertaining flick for sure. Yeah, this movie, like, I, it does need a big asterisk with everything I'm going to say because it does use the cheat code of a really cool dog and a robot. <laughs> and it's like, I, how am I not going to like this movie? Right. And then, I mean, Tom Hanks, he's great too. But, you know. but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get into a bunch about what we liked and didn't like along the way. But uh, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces. What do you have for your first puzzle piece here? Yeah, so my first one that hit me right away was the fallout video game franchise. And that's specifically around fallout four. And the reason why that really hit me is because, you know, fallout's a a post-apocalyptic RPG and you're the sole survivor and you come across a traveling companion that is a dog. Yeah. And one of the things that, that really hit home related to this is that, you know, there's a line of dialogue in the video game where someone says this dog doesn't have an owner, he's just his own man. Mm. And in Finch, there's almost an identical saying where, you know, Jeff the Robot is saying, why don't you call your your dog by its name? Uh, But he says, it's not my dog, he is his own dog. And that just immediately hit me. It's like, wow, that just, that resonates very well where this post-apocalyptic world that things are just unhinged. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own 
place in in this this crazy universe. And you know, obviously Tom Hanks' character just Finch just he gives his dog his own you know space to to just exist in this this crazy world. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's a great little dog actor. You know, in our household, I always say that our dog Harvey is is his own person. And uh, it's kind of the same thing here. But I, I, I love that you brought Fallout into this because uh, I, I hadn't thought of it. But absolutely with the dog character and the post-apocalyptic setting and everything, uh, that is absolutely a great one to kick this thing off on. Um, very good piece there. Uh, I'm going to start off with the most obvious one i'm going to get it out of the way here and that is of course castaway with tom hanks uh tom hanks alone on screen again for an entire movie that time it was with a volleyball on an island this time in a post-apocalyptic setting with a dog and a robot uh you know, once again, just proving just how great and likable and watchable Tom Hanks can be given the right movie, the right role. Uh, and I think, you know, it's interesting because he's so, you know, young and full of life back in Castaway. And then here he's like old and gristled and, you know, mm-hmm. it's really kind of bringing that all full circle to to this kind of a character that he's playing in both movies. And there's certainly differences between the two characters, but there's a lot of similarities too in the way that they both are uh, able to just kind of use their ingenuity and come up with ways to survive in this, uh, you know, crazy setting that he finds himself in. Yeah, Castaway was my my second one as well. It was It's very obvious, just right up front. And I actually went back to Hanks and Wilson on screen. It's for 75 minutes. Hmm that he's on that screen by himself in Castaway. And then you have this film where literally, I think there's only five actors in this whole thing. Uh, the only other time you see, you really see a human is in a flashback scene and that only lasts for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Otherwise it is pure Tom Hanks acting with a robot yet. Yes. They can convey some emotion with this robot, right. but really it's all, it's all ways on, on Tom Hanks's interaction with, a basically a juvenile robot and yeah. his dog companion that can't speak back to him. So it's right. it's all Tom Hanks here. Yeah, absolutely. Did you happen to I I didn't I don't do like research or anything like that when I'm doing these. Uh did you happen to read up on or see anything behind the scenes on how much of the robot is is CGI versus practical um robot stuff like Yeah, I I tried to get a little bit of information. I think it is almost all CGI'd. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think they created any physical roads because I was actually there's that one scene where he's where he's giving him a hug and I was like looking. He's like, wow, he's you know you can see him, you know, touching the metal and the, the yeah. cables and stuff like that. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was all CGI. Yeah, it's surprisingly good looking for being all CGI. I mean, it just it definitely has a feeling of like a lived in like actually made of parts kind of a robot. And I mean. You know, like I said, you know, even though they didn't put any money into the promotion of this movie, they certainly put it into, you know, what's actually on screen. Yeah. And also with the, with the robot, you know, I was talking about, you know, the, the robot conveying emotion, which is really surprising because the only moving parts on his face are just his optical sensors in his eyes where it can yeah. kind of zoom in and zoom out. It doesn't have a mouth, so it can't mm-hmm. frown or move. Just the way that they have him kind of hunch over or kind of cower like a kid would just kind of hide and kind of slot. It's just, there's a lot of emotion they were able to, to bring out in this, this robot in in unique ways. So it was, it was actually really well done. 
Absolutely. And also some credit should be given to Caleb Landry Jones, who is a yeah. really interesting actor and obviously provides the voice here for Jeff the Robot. And uh, it's it's a interesting take. I mean, he, he's almost like somewhere between like a, a Johnny Five and a Borat almost at times <laughs> with the way that he interprets like, you know, the world and the way people talk and the, the way people, uh, you know, connect with one another. And he doesn't quite get it, but he's trying at all times. It's it's an interesting take on a robot for sure. It is. And that actually kind of takes me to my other puzzle piece if you want me to just jump into it. Sure, go for it. Um, and I was thinking Johnny five, but also I was thinking big hero six. Mm, yeah. You know, cause we have this, this AI humanoid robot, you know, he kind of starts out as an infant and kind of learning the world around him. So it's kind of awkward and it's kind of funny to see him interact with things that, you know, you would, you just kind of overlook every day. Yeah. And, you know, similar Jeff and this big hero six robot, I forget what his name was, but, um, they were built for one purpose and that's to take care of life. Right. And they're both at the very beginning treated like a tool, but then they're embraced as a friend and family later on as it, as it plays out. So it's, it's really, I saw a lot of the similarities between the two there. Yeah. I I actually had that on my possibilities list as well. And I think especially in robot design, I kind of saw like a mix of the big hero six robot, which I also don't recall the actual name of, but also that animated uh, Tim Burton movie nine, uh, where it's yeah. like kind of a sack yeah. doll kind of thing. I, I, I think it kind of combines a little bit of both of those two things into its, uh, you know, design of this particular kind of robot. And it's a very cool design, very memorable, I think, but also feels, like I said, it feels real. Like it feels like this guy slapped parts together and kind of made a robot. And so that kind of gives it a very cool current, but futuristic at the same time kind of feel to it, I think. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to kind of, separate yourself from what we know that he basically this guy by himself is able to create some artificial intelligence that can speak and think and interact and grow. So you got to just accept that that's very possible in this sure. world. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really cool that the way they set it up that he was only able to learn, um, you know, 76% of, uh, or download 76% of his memory. Yeah. The rest yeah. He had to learn on his own. And you kind of saw that throughout the, the entire film. Yeah, some really interesting details like that in there, and I do like that a lot. Uh, I'll go into my next piece, uh, yeah. which uh, actually kind of speaks to that, to to you know Finch's ingenuity and what he's able to accomplish by himself in this situation, uh, and that is going to be Matt Damon in The Martian. Um, mm. You know, another character that is you know stuck in in a in a specific kind of place where survival is key and. He really has to completely rely on his own know-how and his own tenacity and uh, trying to figure things out, sciencing the shit out of it, as they say in the movie. But um, yeah, Finch, luckily, is a scientist who knows how to do this kind of stuff, because otherwise, I don't think you'd really last very long, or else you'd turn into one of the uh, you know, roving bands of you know, maniacs that are out there on the countryside, apparently that we don't ever get to see. Uh, but yeah, the, the Martian though, also a, uh, a movie that kind of, it all rests on this one character and kind of selling the idea that they would be able to survive in this kind of situation. For sure. And then plus, you know, it's, the movie starts out just, um, you know, very sandy desert. Like, I think it's still in St. Louis though. It's but. Right. He's, you know, he's walking out just, uh, singing and he's wearing basically a space suit. So it's just, you know, those kind of 
visuals just kind of hit right away for sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's really fun to watch a character like that, like just figure things out. I think even like in a completely different kind of thing, something like a Breaking Bad, like, you know, you, you just, you just kind of get a rush out of like this person surviving basically. And it's yeah. just, uh, it's, it's just a really cool thing when, when a, uh, a film has like a script like that, where there's, there's so much to, to figure out for that character and it really feels real that they're actually doing it. Absolutely. I almost wrote down Breaking Bad. Really? Um, because it's kind of like, you know, he's, he knows he's dying and he's mm-hmm. trying to do one last ditch effort to, to save, you know, someone that he loves. And that's his dog in this case. Yeah. And he's got, he's got that RV basically, you know, and, uh, that's you know, true. Just, so I, I had, so I saw some similarities there, but I'm like, ah, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll pass on that one. I'll, I'll throw it on the list as a bonus puzzle piece, but, uh, <laughs> what do you have for your, uh, for your next piece? So this was kind of a, kind of a stretch and I don't know why it, it hit me. But I, I just saw some, some similarities, and I'll just I'll throw it out there. But The Walking Dead, and okay. the, the reason not, you know, get away from it, the fact it's the end of the world and that these, you know, understanding that the people are the real threat, you know, mm. kind of themes. The one scene in particular that reminded me of The Walking Dead was when the, the two robots, you have Rover and Jeff that are exploring the hospital, you know, yeah. trying to find medicine or supplies. And, you know, their innocence about the surroundings and exploring, you know, this hospital that is just too conveniently available. Mm. You, you just, you kind of have this, this feeling of dread that something's going to happen. Right. Only to see that they, they did booby trap something. And that, to me, that, that reminded me of, you know, the walking dead itself. Just, just the fact that, that these, these people being the threats, they're setting up traps and you don't see them. I think they're like, like the whispers or something in the walking dead. You just, you, you know, they're there, but you can't see them. Obviously as they're fleeing, all you see is basically the headlights. And again, you, you never really see this human threat that, um, Finch is so afraid of. Right. But maybe the fact you don't see them, it adds to the dread and the fear of, of what could happen. Just knowing that sure. if he came across anybody that he, he doesn't stand a chance physically, he could not fight these guys. He's got, you know, one revolver with, you know, six rounds. He's not going to, not going to do much with that, but, yeah, it just it kind of has that that sense of dread, you know, take away, you know, get rid of the zombies, but just the people being the threat, setting up booby traps to um, capture and prey on people just kind of really reminded me of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting that like whenever we deal with post-apocalyptic situations in movies, like people really are usually like the biggest threat more so than whatever it cost the apocalypse it's yeah, yeah people uh people are awful but uh <laughs> you know we know that you know <laughs> we're not even in an apocalypse and i fear people yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> percent uh but you know what you know what rules uh dogs dogs are mm-hmm. awesome and uh speaking of dogs my next puzzle piece uh a, a movie that nobody seems to have seen uh did you see alpha from 2018 I, you know what? I, I think I saw some of it. I don't, okay. um, I don't think I ever finished it. Okay. Well, it's directed by Albert Hughes and, uh, it, it dramatizes the supposed first interaction between humans and dogs. Like when yeah. the first wolf needed help from a human and the human needed the wolf's help. And so that's where it all kind of started. And of course it's, you know, it's bullshit, but it's a great movie though. It's very <laughs> fun. It, like it, very beautifully done. And uh, I don't know why nobody saw it. I don't know if maybe the marketing was, was bad for it, but I just thought it works good as a puzzle piece here because that's supposedly like the first, you know, 
awesome interaction between humans and dogs fighting to survive together and working together for that survival. Uh, and here in Finch, we're basically kind of getting the last of that like this you know assuming that things are kind of going to the worst in this futuristic world in the world of finch um you know it's hard to imagine that people have dogs anymore after this point and this one good boy you know and his great owner finch who created this robot to help him out is kind of the last of that and so it's yeah. kind of a full circle situation there between the two of them yeah i you know i i can definitely see that and you know, that, that dog was amazing. And I actually was doing some research about that dog because I was, I was kind of blown away by its performance. And I found out it was just a, uh, a shelter dog that That's they awesome. picked up that, um, it was, it wasn't getting along with other animals. So they just, they were still working on it. And I don't know, some trainer saw him and was like, yeah, this, this, this kind of fits the bill. And I, I was, I thought that dog was, has been trained since a pup, you know, the, how he was responding and everything. And it was, it, it was a, definitely a sell. That's amazing. Always gets you gets you emotional when you you see the pup and all that stuff. So it's uh, like you said, it's uh, it plays the cheat codes. It (laughs) is. It really is. (laughs) And he's a really great dog too. He's so good. Well, uh, what do you got for your next piece? So that that kind of covered it for me. We had um that that second one you threw out there was Castaway was my my easy layup, but uh, that kind of covered my four. All right. Well, I I got one more then that I'll throw in here, and uh, that's last year's The Call of the Wild, which, of course, is an adaptation of a classic Disney uh, story, but um, featuring Harrison Ford acting Mm -hmm. along with a dog, a grizzled old Harrison Ford. And I mean, you, you know, these celebrated actors who are just some of the absolute best in the history of this particular medium, you know, fighting for survival with a dog. And so it's like kind of a similar setup for both of them. That movie, not quite as good. And (laughs) (laughs) thankfully did not end up being the last movie I ever see in Dolby cinema. Uh, That's what it felt like when the pandemic hit last year. And that was the last one I had seen. Uh, Luckily I've gotten to go back to the the Dolby uh, in recent months, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's got its moments. It's fun. And uh, Harrison Ford's always great to watch. Yeah. He's, he is definitely a, uh, one of my favorites and you, you get him with a dog. He can, you know, let down that gruffy side of himself and just kind of play into it a bit. So sure. It, you know, I, I could definitely see that. Awesome. Well, uh, I'll go into the finished puzzle here and then we will close up with any closing thoughts we have. But, uh, we talked about the fallout video game franchise Castaway, of course, um, big hero six, the Martian, we threw breaking bad in there. And of course the walking dead as well. Alpha and the Call of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, really, there's other post-apocalyptic projects that we could have brought up as puzzle pieces. I think they all kind of go to the same well when it comes to the kind of stories they tell and the way the isolation and the survival. But I think this is this movie, Finch, is just a really good entry in that kind of subgenre. It is, and I it I didn't expect much, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised after watching it. I think yeah. it it really brought something unique in the the isolation aspect of it because it's really just Tom Hanks, a dog and a, and a robot. Yeah. And you see, you see the growth in all the characters, really, you know, yeah. even the dog. Yeah. So you can, in, in this, and they did a really good job with it. I, you know, I know Apple's really going for it because there's a lot of streaming services out there now. And I was really pleasantly surprised by this movie and it's, it's definitely enjoyable. I don't know if it's one that I would go back and, watch again anytime mm-hmm. soon i feel like i i saw it it you know it left its mark on you know on me and 
and I'll I'll remember that. But it's it doesn't have that total rewatchability. But I I I would recommend everyone just to check it out because it's it's done differently and yeah. well, great dog. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? Great dog goes a long way for making a movie enjoyable, but, but yeah, I agree. It's, it's definitely one of those movies that you, you know, you watch and, and it's like a solid watch and you probably aren't going to go back to it anytime soon, but definitely an easy recommend though. Um, I, I did think it was interesting and just to mention real quick, I, I read a, uh, interview with the director and, um, it talked about how they had actually shot some scenes of what happens after the bridge scene at the end. And there's other oh. human characters and they just decided, no, this is the story that was told. And some of them were even name actors, like not like super big names, but I know uh, that, that one girl from uh, what the hell is that show called? Now I'm forgetting the name of the show, but anyway, that some known TV actors, you know, and, and stuff like that were in the scenes that they cut, but they were just like, no, this is just the story of Tom Hanks, this robot and this doc. Yeah, that was a smart move. You know, you, yeah. you went this, you went ninety nine percent of the way with just these these three characters, just to to bring in more people, kind of just do a disservice to it. I thought so. That was that was wise. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, right on. Yeah, I think that does it for Finch. Um, Tim, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Well, um, nothing, not, nothing in particular, because a lot of movies I've seen have just been really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be an older I, movie. Yeah, so we're actually going to go back and take a look at Batteries Not Included, and okay. that's that's a that's a classic uh, robot movie, a lot of fun from our childhood. So I'm, I'm going to recommend if you haven't seen that film, go check it out because it's it's got a a great feel good story to it as well. So I'm gonna, I'll throw back a, a 1987, I think it is. Sounds so, about right. You know, go go back and uh, watch an early robot film that they did quite well too. I had to watch a couple of uh, 80s robot films for another podcast earlier this year, um, but that was not one of them. So maybe I should, uh, you know, fill in that blank for myself. And <laughs> I know I saw it back when I was a kid, but it's been right. probably 30 years, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's what we're nervous about. It's been a while, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's still, I, I remember a lot of it and it's a, it's a fun flick for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, Tim, why don't you tell people again where they could find your podcast and everything else you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on on Twitter and Instagram at OSW Podcast. Uh, OSWpodcast.com is our website. You can check out all our episodes. And we have some fun stuff coming up here through the rest of this year. One of our segments is called How Would Sean Bean Have Died? So if you know Sean Bean, he dies in pretty much every movie he's in. Sure. And we, we find those movies he's not in and cast him and kill him. So it's oh. just uh, just a fun way that we we, we play with his uh his roles. So just join us for some fun there. I, I am very much looking forward to him finding out about this and, <laughs> right. and, hear, and hearing his response to that. I am waiting for that cease and desist letter. I, I can't <laughs> wait to frame it. Well, Tim, thanks so much for uh, joining me and uh, maybe we'll be able to get you back sometime. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Picture it. You have to introduce yourself to a total stranger by handing them a mixtape made up of songs that tell the story of you. What songs are on the tape? Why are those songs there? Got you thinking, right? We put that question and many more to a different guest every episode on Made You a Mixtape. Life, work, and the music that makes people who they are today. Authors, musicians, broadcasters, podcasters, everyone has a soundtrack. Download and listen on all audio streaming services today. Made You a Mixtape. It's not what your songs are, 
It's what songs are you? All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Finch. Thank you to Tim from On Second Watch for joining me to talk about it. Uh, that is just a big surprise of a movie for me this year, and I really enjoyed it. And like I said during the conversation, it does kind of use the cheat code of a movie where a dog is central to the story the entire time. I am kind of a sucker for that kind of thing. I guess we'll see what happens when I watch Clifford the Big Red Dog. But uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what we do here on the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Pocket Casts. No, Pocket Cast doesn't do that. Podchaser does, though. Wherever you can rate and review podcasts, rate and review us. Give us five stars. Give us uh, some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Always appreciate all that feedback. And uh, make sure to get in touch on Twitter at PiecingPod is where you can find me the most of the time, but I'm also on Instagram at PiecingPod, on Facebook, Piecing It Together, and also our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. So that does it for today's episode. I'm going to play you guys out with a piece of music like I always do. And, you know, I know I've mentioned my dog and cat focused album the pup pups a bunch on this show before but what better episode to play some pup pups than an episode on a movie like finch so i'm gonna go let's see which one am i gonna play well you know i think i should play what most likely would have been kind of like the single off this if i ever released it on time but i'm gonna release this album one of these days it's gonna happen i'm gonna go with the track another me sung by my dog sadie rest in peace sadie we love sadie She's the best dog ever, Uh, but she's no longer with us. But she did sing this song, so I hope you enjoy it. It's another me from the Pup Pups, whose album Who Wants Din Din maybe will come out one of these days. It's going to happen, but enjoy the song for now, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. I'm sorry that I didn't sleep in bed last night. I'm sorry that I didn't do the things you said. I'm sorry that I went and stole some of your socks And I hit them with me down underneath the bed When you're yelling to me, you know that it's so mean How come you never ever yell at the washing machine Or the dryer when they steal your socks like every
West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.